It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I am co-host Christy Halford, director of the Harford County Public Library Foundation, and that is Bob Mumby. The Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. Hello, Bob. How are you? Good morning, Christy. So, you didn't have work today, and the kids are home from school. So, are you glad you're here, or would you rather be home? Actually, sc- schools are in session, but we're off. Oh, I thought school was off. No. I was just saying, you definitely would rather be home if schools are in session. Especially because I'm still recovering from last Saturday. <laughs> 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 I think I could, f- I could finally start feeling my legs by Wednesday. And how was that last Saturday? The gala, the gala was absolutely amazing. Um, thank you, and our 750 other friends who joined us. It was a great time. Um, we've received wonderful feedback, and we don't have final numbers, but I can tell you that we exceeded last year's um, oh, really? net last amount year raised. Was, uh, 110,000? 102,000 net. So we've yeah, exceeded sure. that, and uh, we'll be really excited to share what that final number is soon. Um, but we can't thank all of our sponsors, ticket holders, everybody who participated in the gala. It was incredible. I think I offended some um, wedding event venues because I posted on Facebook that the library should just plan all the wedding events in the county because I've never been to an event that was so well run. And I I think a few of the venues got annoyed at me. (laughs) I didn't say they were bad. I just said you guys were great. I think um, for people who have never been to the gala before, if you're able to attend it in the future, you should because it's amazing to see the transformation. Um, it's really you don't you're in the library, but you've never seen a library look like this before. So it was it was a lot of fun. Yep, and it's a great view when you drive up that atrium mm-hmm. with the band in it. Really great. And we had a wedding proposal. That was fun. What a great part piece of the event that was a lot of fun and very sweet i'm very happy for the couple and i didn't realize when um actually um mary and amber and some other people were frantically looking for him and um they asked me to go find him and i'm glad i didn't know why i was looking for him because i probably would have spilled the beans because <laughs> i found them in, in the in the uh, casino room it was very special for the gala because they did meet a few years ago as volunteers for the gala. Um, and so for them to get engaged at the gala was very special. Fantastic. Fantastic. Today we'll be talking with author A.L. Herbert, author of Mahalia Watkins' Soul Food Mystery Series, about his books and his upcoming appearance at the Edgewood Library on Thursday, November 17th at 6.30 p.m. But now it's time for the birthday game. You know how we play the game. I give Bob some famous people who had a birthday this week, and he tries to guess who they are and how old they are for fun prizes and bragging rights. And we are going to, we have two weeks worth because um, <laughs> Christy forgot last week. Oh, did I let that slip out? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so the first one up is a comedian. He's also an actor. Richard Pryor. 
He is. Uh, he's also performed in films, uh, The Longest Yard, Are We There Yet? But interestingly enough, he was a painter in New York before he started his acting career. He's probably most famously known for his um, roles on Saturday Night Live. Oh, wow. Um. He also, um, and this might give it away, he played on 30 Rock. Um, not uh, Bill Hader. Some of his Jason Sudeikis? Nope. Some of his Tracy Morgan? Yep. Okay. Tracy Fox, what's his name? Tracy Morgan? Tracy Morgan. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Can you guess Pretty how old he is? character on 30 Rock. He said to his wife, it's good thing people laugh when I say things. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, he's uh, actually doing better, not 100%, after he had a very horrible accident. Uh, they were hit by a Walmart Mart truck, him and his, um, his van. They were on the way back from a gig in... Atlantic City on a, I think it was on a New Jersey Turnpike or Garden State Parkway. Tracy Morgan. Let us see. I'm going to say he is um, 48. Perfect. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that was right just on. a stab. I was going to say 42, but I realized he's been around for a long time. Yes. Oh, this one's a fun one. Uh, this is a chef. Um. I'm going to try not to give it away. He's Paul Scottish. Pudone. He's Scottish. Graham Kerr? Nope. He, not that jerk on a res restaurant wars. <laughs> he uh, has been in various TV series. Um, a chef who's Scottish? Yeah. Not Emerald Legacy? Nope. Um, Anthony Bourdain? He's mo he's the, his most famous series is Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, isn't that the jerk who's always insulting everyone? Yeah, I guess you're right. There's a I don't couple know his of them name. though. There's a couple of them. Yeah, but it's all he's in it. I, do you like or, him? No. There's a couple of them that are like that though. I'm trying to think what the other show is I've seen. He's the recently. one that's always berating everyone. Yeah. But there's another one and it, that I was thinking of. I wasn't thinking of this one. Gordon Ramsay. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's a jerk. Yeah, he is, he does seem like kind of a jerk. What's so but at 40? Older? 52? He's 50. Wow. Do you watch those shows? Some of them. I don't like a lot of the reality shows. Um, There's just shows with, like that they manufacture right. drama. The drama, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'd rather watch, you know, I'm, I've, I've never watched one, but I've cruised by it on the remote control. The Real Housewives ones, I think that's real drama. Or they, they're, right. just, they're just, these women are... But the food ones that go into the restaurants and they go into the bars and they do a lot of that, I think, is a lot of yeah, it's fabricated. Yeah, they have these fake deadlines. Oh, they have two minutes left to design their dress or to fix this. Uh, and that father who always makes fun of his son on the motorcycle uh, one yeah. with the yeah. handlebar mustache. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, like, I always liked Ace of Cakes. That was always an interesting one. Never saw that one. Because you could... You just got to see all the different events that they did cakes for and the different celebrities that they met. And it was based right out of Baltimore, so it was kind of cool. Well, that's good. And I must admit, I, I, I hate to admit this, but we used to watch Jersey Shore. Not because we admired them. It, it was just, it was a it's spectacle. A big hot mess. Yes, big hot mess. <laughs> way, to, way to describe it. 
the next one is a country singer. Um, she's known for for some of her uh, kind of crazy songs, kind of angry sometimes. She's um, Reba McIntyre. No. Is she young? She's, yeah, she's young. She's won a ton of awards. Um, um, she's she's really known for loving to hunt. Um, her, yes. Her ex-husband is on The Voice. Blake Shelton? Yep. Miranda? 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 Lambert. Lambert. <laughs> I like her. I do, too. She's I've seen her perform a few times. She's very good. 34. Really close. She's 33. Wow. Yeah, she's young. Did a light just go out? No, I, think I th thought maybe you were looking for a fly. Oh, Bob suddenly oh no. stopped. The monitor just went, <laughs> just went uh, timed out. Do we have time for more? Yeah, we have time for definitely two more. Okay. This is a movie actress uh, who has starred in a lot of different films. Um, she's Catherine more Hepburn. popular, I would say, in the 80s and 90s than now, or late 90s than now. Um she was married to Ashton Kutcher. Oh, uh, Myla Kunis? No. If I give you her other wasn't she? Husband, wasn't she a... Um, you would really know her. She shaved her head for a movie. Yeah. Um, she has three daughters. Yeah. Uh, don't tell me. Don't tell me. She's a, she was like a lot older than him. Cher? No. Um, Demi Moore? See, That's if right. I would have told you she was married to Bruce Willis, you would have probably got it. Um, yeah, she was, what is she, G.I. Jane, was she yes. shaved her head, right? Mm -hmm. She was, um, she was good in Ghost. Yes. I thought. I love her when she talks through her tears. <laughs> she was, I thought she was a pretty good actress. Yeah, well, she was great in uh, About Last Night with Rob Lowe, which was a uh, adaptation of a David, uh, uh, Mammoth play. Um, but you don't hear much about her anymore. No. She no. sort of, I think, went a little crazy or something when she was married well, to Ashton. Uh, well, I think she had to have gone crazy to connect with that. I mean, he that was. shallow, empty headed blowhard. Well, he's the age of her daughters. So. Which is a little odd. He's one of them. And you know what? The sign, I think it's the seventh sign of Armageddon. He has like five million. Um, Twitter followers. Oh, right. Have you ever heard him speak? Not really, no. He's like Kanye West or Justin Bieber. <laughs> Nothing to say. Um, I don't know. She just, she is 49. 53. Okay. I, I think I'm, I feel angry this morning. Feel Maybe. angry this morning? Well, Aston Kutcher and oh. Kanye West. Let's and go Justin with a, one more, right? We have time for one more? One more. Okay. Uh, this is a football player. He played for the New York Jets. He uh, Joe Namath. was known for his uh, victory in the 2009 Rose Bowl. Um, oh, uh, Mark. Um, yep. Oh, my God. I am like losing it. He was. You don't hear about him anymore. He well, was because he's Jets, he, and then he went with the Eagles. And... He gagged. He, he's not. He wasn't any good. He was surrounded by a phenomenal USC team um, with the best offensive line and you know a, a receiving core that could have played in the NFL. Um, Mark uh, Gonzalez uh, 
Guterres. Um, Sanchez. Sanchez. <laughs> Close. You, uh, Christy looked at me like, I'm going to tell him the names, so but I have to listen to 14 more Ez names from Mumby. <laughs> Let me nip this one in the bud. <laughs> Can you guess how old he is? Um, well, oh nine, he was twenty. He would have been twenty-two. So add seven years, twenty-nine. Yep. You're good at this. Well, you mentioned oh nine, so he was a senior in college, so he was twenty-one or twenty-two, right? Yep. Okay. And now it's time for local news from Hartford County. Uh, yes, and um, a few things. Uh, did you know there was an election this week? Can I forget about it? <laughs> I'm tired of listening to everyone complain and yell and scream on Facebook. I would really get off of Facebook if I didn't need it for work right now. <laughs> well, it's, you know, I will never, ever, ever say about anything in my life, ah, that'll never happen, or that's absurd. That can't be true. Um, it really is quite amazing. Um, but um, we had an election, and... Um, uh, in Harford County, um, Harford County did go overwhelmingly for uh, Donald Trump, um, uh, 74,000 to 43,000. Um, and so Trump polled 59% and Clinton polled 34.7%. We had um, an excellent run by uh, Kathy Shalega. Uh, mm -hmm. For the U.S. Senate, she was defeated by uh, Democrat Chris Van Hollen, uh, Andy Harris, and Dutch Ruppersberger. First district and se second district won re-election. Um, there was a charter on the ballot to shift all responsibility for managing county government real estate away from the director of procurement. Um, that passed 60000 to 48000 And... Um, well, I guess all we can say is uh, Hartford hasn't voted for Democrats since Lyndon Johnson in 1964. Hmm, that's interesting. And um, it's, you know, there's been a, a lot of ugly reactions after this. And um, I think all we can do is work together to understand each other and to help um, all of our leaders do something um to get us back focused on what's important and not um and not demonizing each other well i think the media is really helping with that <laughs> the demonization and there's a lot of misguided misunderstood voice voices Absolutely. out there right now and i'm not a trump fan but i i just am appalled by what the accusations people are directing towards people who did vote for trump I know. Not understanding why they voted for him. Yeah, and it was 60 million people that voted for him. And um, listen, he said some horrible things, and the man is, uh, you know, he just has said some horrible things, mm -hmm. and uh, and so has Hillary, and so has the people after the election. Um, I mean, burning him in effigy. And um, calling people who voted for Trump deplorable. Um, it's just more of generalization mm -hmm. and otherization of people. And we don't have a prayer um, if, if that, that continues. Absolutely. We're going to so, continue to divide and nothing will ever get accomplished. <laughs> so we will see. 
We will see. Frankly, a part of me says he's he's very practical and he's very egotistical, so he's going to want to succeed. Well, and it's the, it's a question of how he views success, and I think he views success as we would want someone to view success. Yeah, and let's be honest that most of the people who voted for him didn't vote for him because they're racist or they're against gays or they're ultra religious or any it, a lot of it was economy it came down to the economy and economy and national is, security he is a businessman and he has to prove to his fellow businessmen that he he's going to take the country in the right direction so we all have to hope that he is going to be a little bit more practical and down to earth than his campaign persona was and that he is not as hateful as he made himself in the media has made himself to be and that will go somewhere in the right direction economically to help people with getting jobs and and uh living a better life amen amen um let us move forward and try to be together um and local news, the Ma and Pa Trail was, will finally be connected. I don't know if you Exciting. saw that. I did. Um, the final easement is in place, and it now will it'll run about nine miles um, from beginning to end. Um, actually, I attended that um, that um, announcement yesterday, and it's uh, it, it's just really great um, that um, you know everybody worked together on it. Yeah. County executive, the council. The town of Bel Air, um, the private organizations mm-hmm. that have been advocating for it, people have been donating money, and um, yeah, that's big great congratulations news. to my friend Phil Hosmer and the whole board who worked towards that for so long. It's pretty. That's a pretty fun fun thing to happen yesterday. Yes, amen. And uh, hats off to um, the Hooper family um, uh, who ended up uh, giving um, a donation of a good chunk of their land so that this can happen. Um, was I know it was very meaningful for our county executive because uh, Senator Hooper was um, one of his um, certainly one I think his most important mentor, and uh, we lost Senator Hooper uh, several years ago, and he was a great public servant. So hats off to that gang. Uh, it will create a seven and a half mile uh continuous trail from Jarrettsville road in forest hill to annie's playground in falston um so it's great um another local news it's uh, you know it's bad news good news uh a harvard sheriff's office corrections deputy was charged with theft i won't give his name because it's not um it hasn't gone to trial yet and um the theft is um for a value of less than one thousand, supposedly, um, allegedly, the uh, items stolen were three MV, uh, MVA expiration tabs, which uh, can be worth about two hundred dollars. Um, that's the bad news. The good news is, um, I was um, really, really uh, happy to hear our sheriff's comment on this. Um, and he said the Harford County Sheriff's Office understands the community we serve deserves transparency and accountability. And the actions taken in this case demonstrate our commitment to earn and maintain our community's trust. Um, so they um, have, have done everything they can to not hide this, which is the transparency 
is really the root of, of, of trust and, and serving the public. And um, I just thought this was, um, I was really, I really enjoyed seeing that. And uh, one other thing, we just want to talk about um, some good news locally. Um, Hartford Magazine did a great little piece. I don't know if you saw it. Five women who are making a difference in Hartford County. And I just want to um, give a shout out to them. Um, we have um, uh, Debbie Blackwell, who owns Kia's Corner, an Edgewood um, thrift store. Um, uh, it's more than just a secondhand shop. Local residents know they can stop in for a few items from the store's free food pantry as well. Single mother of two recently shopped for school clothes at the suggestion of her pastor. Blackwell, Debbie Blackwell, is 55, and she operates a store to raise money for Peaceful Waters, a substance abuse recovery center for women that she founded eight year, years ago. So Debbie Blackwell haps off to you. And um, also we have Kathy Oler who's a community mediation program volunteer. Um, we have one of my favorite people in the county, Otelia Brannigan, who is the branch director of our Haver de Grace Boys and Girls Clubs. And um, I'm on the board. And um, so I've gotten, had the pleasure of getting to know uh, Ms. T, as um, the kids call her. And um, she's just great. She makes a difference in so many of these kids' lives. Um, um, uh, she's a mentor, a role model, second mother to every child in that club. And, um, uh, uh and there's nothing, um, one, one of her girls said, uh, there's nothing conceited about Ms. T and nothing negative. And many people don't know that she went to college on a golf scholarship and she is quite an excellent, uh, golfer. So hats off, um, to you, Ms. T. Um, I can't call you Atelia or, uh, Miss Brannigan. I have. I call you Ms. T. And Kayla Henderson, who was a Bel Air police officer first class, who um, had a horrible injury while directing traffic at a fire scene six years ago. And she has come back um, uh, from these injuries. Um, and she, is, she was determined to return to the emotionally and physically demanding work of being a police officer after her extensive injuries. Um, and... Um, she did it, um, just really. So hats off to these five brave women who make a difference in our lives every day. And before we go to break, I just want to mention and shout out to all of our veterans on Veterans Day. Thank you so much for your service. Amen. We have a story, if we have time, that's a really touching Veterans Day story. And we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk with author A.L. Herbert, author of Mahalia Watkins' Soul Food Mystery Series, about his books and his upcoming appearance at the Edgewood Library, Thursday, November 17th at 6.30 p.m. The Hartford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public, with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, 123D Make and 123D Design, professional green screen with Studio Lightbox, and both Apple and Windows computers all to help create your electronic video, audio publishing, and 3D design projects. 
For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. Welcome back. I'm co-host Christy Halford, Director of the Harford County Public Library Foundation, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Harford Edge. We're delighted to have author A.L. Herbert, author of Mahalia Watkins' Soul Food Mystery Series, on the line with us. He'll be appearing at Edgewood Library Thursday, November 17th at 6.30 p.m. to talk about his first book, Murder with Fried Chicken and Waffles, and his newest, Murder with Macaroni and Cheese, and hopefully his next. Welcome. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for joining us. Can I just say, I've rarely felt the combined sensations of hunger and intrigue, but I like it. <laughs> well, good, then maybe I'm doing my job. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. I love the titles, too. Thank you. Tell us who you are. How did you get here? Um and um, how you became a writer. and then to, uh... Oh, it's kind of a, a long story. I mean, I grew up in um, the D.C. suburbs in Prince George's County and Charles County and um, originally kind of fell into writing proposals in a managed health care environment. And just to take a break from that, I took a stab at writing fiction and um, sort of fell into writing, um, which you don't hear the term as much now, but we used to call it chiclet, um, sort of the Bridget Jones, Devil Wears Prada type books. Um, I was pitching a book about um, both single men and women um, just kind of making their way, um, living in Washington, D.C., and um, I ended up selling it to Kensington Publishing, but they wanted to sort of take advantage of the whole um, Sex in the City, Ally McBeal craze that was going on at the time. This was about 2000, 2001. Um, so they had me rework my outline to um, a book focusing pretty much just on the women and taking the focus off the male characters. and. So I wrote um, chick-lick books for, um, I wrote four of those, and um, that market kind of quieted and wasn't doing as well, so I was looking to reinvent myself a little bit, but still keep writing, so um, I sort of dived into this culinary mystery um, genre, and um, when I was sort of deciding what I wanted to, to do, um, the, both the culinary mysteries and the whole, if, if, I don't know if you're familiar with the term cozy, which is... Um, mysteries that are they're sort of like you know murder she wrote episodes where there's not a lot of blood or gore and there's some comedy and no one really likes the person that was killed anyway so it's kind of light murder mysteries um and as i was sort of delving into that area i noticed that there was just nothing with um multicultural or you know a people of color in any of these those books so i sort of saw a hole in the market there and, and decided to fill it. And <laughs> so far, so good. Now, um, it's, you, 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 see, you said you decided to, to, to write a book. That's not something you just pick up and do. Wasn't that, um, describe that process. How was that to get started and what advice do you have um, for anyone else? Because it's, you know, it's really quite an undertaking for you to do it, to do the outline. Yeah, it really it is. <laughs> Um, like, yeah, I was writing um, healthcare proposals and drowning in text about claims administration and quality management, and um, just taking a break from that, I started writing some funny little scenes and um, started piecing those scenes together into, you know, one book. And I was much younger. I mean, I was still in my 20s when I, I wrote that, and um, it was kind of some, you know, the whole bar scene and the single scene and. Um, something that, you know, 
is completely out of my realm these days. But um, it, when I go back and look at my, my first book, I can kind of see how it is sort of a hodgepodge of <laughs> various scenes that I tried to, to pull together into, into one story. But um, I, still, I still find you know, it, it pretty funny and entertaining, but um, it's a little weak on plot um, simply because it was my first book and it was me just sort of pulling various stories into you know, trying to find a central theme around all of them. Um, so what but would yeah, you... it was just, you know, I, I kind of started with just small pieces and then sort of figured out how to pull it into, into one book and then found a very, you know, wonderful editor at Kensington Publishing that, you know, helped me um, pull it into a book and kind of went from there. What, if you could go back and talk and say something to yourself um, at the beginning of this process, um, knowing what you know now, what would you say? It's the same thing I say to myself all the time is just do it and don't worry about the first draft. Um, it's so hard to get something out on paper and you self-censor so much as you're writing. It makes it so difficult. And even now with six books under my belt, I still struggle with it. Um, because, you know, the first draft, no one's going to see it but you. It, oh, it gives you something to start with. And I'm just constantly reminding myself that, you know, just, you know, just start letting it go, get it out on paper, get something to to start with. And then, you know, you can always improve it from there because um, it, it makes the process so much harder when you self-censor as you're writing. Um, it just it makes everything harder and it takes so much longer. But I've been at this now for almost 15 years and I still still struggle with that. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, Halia and um, and Wave On and her mama. And I, I, I think I have a crush on Wave On. By the oh, way. God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope they're a lot of fun. That's what I wanted them to be more than anything. And Halia and Wave are a little bit of a Lucy and Ethel kind of crime-solving <laughs> pair. They end up with all these zany schemes, trying to um, get the information that they need, and whatever can go wrong does. And they're sort of polar opposites. Halia is, you know, is highly educated and has a good work ethic and runs her own business and it's kind of no nonsense about her clothes and her hair and and whatnot. And then her her younger cousin, who ended up coming to live with her through a series of events, um, you know, is all flash and makeup and jewelry and teased up wigs and leopard print clothes and not terribly bright and not terribly interested in working hard for a living and. Um, they kind of, you know, they clash here and there, but um, they play off each other well, I think. And um, so they're, they're just sort of a little bit of a zany crime-solving team. It may have been the cover illustration that um, made me first notice Wave On. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And actually, I worked with um, with a cartoonist um, to, to develop that illustration, and that, that was that was quite a process. But it was fun. I was happy with how the the final um, image came out. And give us a little taste of the plot of um, Murder with Macaroni and Cheese. Uh, this one centers around a high school reunion. Um, and I actually, I actually grew up in Prince George's County. And it's a, I don't list a school, but it's you know, based in a, a high school in Prince George's County. And Haley went there in the 1980s. And um, some old classmates resurfaced and ask her if she can cater the reunion, which she agrees to, and also ends up going as a guest. And um, the sort of the center of the book is the former class mean girl who um, ends up getting very drunk at the reunion and is found dead the next morning. And the cops rule it as an accident that she just slipped being drunk and hit her head. But 
Talia and team, um, knowing all the people that were in town, that um, Raynell, who was the woman that was killed, um, had so many issues with in high school that there were plenty of people in town that were, you know, willing to do her in. And so her and Ravon take it upon themselves to to investigate what happened. And the whole range of suspects from her husband to um, her best friend, who was the first lady of a, a mega church, and um, uh, you know, an old flame from high school that went bad, and even her current assistant is a, a suspect. So, um, all sorts of, of crazy stuff going on. Um, I, I love it, and I, I think you said something about um, you know there was a, a dearth uh, of um, of mystery uh, novels uh, uh, starring African American characters and uh, depicting. The culture, and um, that's one of the things I, lo I love about this from reading the excerpts. I mean, um, big fan of American uh, Maryland Council for the Humanities, their uh, One Maryland, One Book series, and I think any book that can actually get us inside and understand what it's what it's like um, uh, from any, uh, from just another viewpoint, a culture that we uh, we didn't um, certainly uh, didn't grow up in, and it's a be it's a beautiful thing. Anything that um, that uh, brings us in and 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 connects us. To, I just I love the thing. I saw the, the excerpt about um, um, Mama uh, wanting to look down and see that the layer cake was level. And, <laughs> and she just said, my knees are not what they used to be. Give them an eye level look and make sure they're even. And you just think of mama wanting to crouch down to counter level and look at that. Um, and then Yvonne comes in and says, let's, let me do that for you two old hens. Drop it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and Yvonne is really fun to write. So, and, I, and with my other books, before I started writing the murder mysteries, there's always... It's, it's, I guess it's a little bit of a formula where I, try, I tend to keep the main character a little more straight-laced, and um, I, I try to throw in some side characters that are, you know, the comic relief, and sometimes their actions are a little bit out there, but, um, you know, well, I mean, I've written a lot of characters, and Wavon is definitely one of the, the most fun. Uh, yeah, with one of the things that caught my, um, caught our eye was um, your, uh, the, um, the recipes and um one was for the perfect berry cocktail um which i am going to make uh as soon as i may not even wait for the warm weather to come <laughs> back um uh, but uh part of the ingredients are uh, one and a half cups of grapefruit flavor vodka more if way von is coming to your party <laughs> And um, so that, um, we're looking forward to that. I'm going to try that. Yeah, and I think yeah, that's you know one of the things that I've mentioned a lot is that really the food is almost a, a, another character in the book, and um, there's a lot of focus on um, sort of a soul food, comfort food, um, very you know none of it's healthy, but uh, <laughs> it's good. And you know all the recipes I, I develop myself, and you know I'm not a professional chef by any means, so. Um, some you know come easier than others, and in one of my books there's a banana pudding, um, like a banana pudding cake recipe, and oddly that one, for whatever reason I got it, you know I I pulled the recipe together and everything just came together perfectly, and I got it right on the first try, and but for most of the the recipes it's multiple you know multiple weekends, multiple disasters, and 
um, you know, eventually you get it right. Double crust chicken pot pie is also, the, you had me at double crust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another good one. And um, <clears throat> there's a good fried chicken recipe in the first book. And I had a hard, you know, I had a, quite a time with that because, um, and I, I actually ended up changing the recipe to just fried chicken wings because I had a terrible time getting other pieces of chicken to fry evenly. And at one point I ended up just putting the deep fryer out on my back patio because my whole house was just smelling like grease because <laughs> I was constantly testing out fried chicken recipes. And, like your um, clothes this, smell and, for yeah, the, for a week after you... I'm still working in the world of proposals as well. <laughs> and so it's, it's a fun break to The joke to is on them. And, um, the culinary work and, and write these books. And to, um, to remind everyone, um, uh, Edgewood Library... Thursday, November 17th at 6.30 p.m., author A.L. Herbert, um, to talk about his, his books, uh, and um, uh, we can't wait for that. Um, we have one other question. I had another question. Sure. Uh, slap Your Mama Cajun Seasoning. I'm sorry, what's that? Slap Your Mama Cajun Seasoning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I found that in New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't tried it myself, actually, but it looked like, you know, some of these giveaways. And that's a, a thing. I'm on Facebook. At, um, if you just search A.L. Herbert, or I think it's Facebook A.L. Herbert 123. But on there, you know, I do a lot of um, giveaways. And, you know, some of the ones lately have had some fun soul food um, items like the Slap Your Mama um, seasoning and some, I know I had some sort of like a pecan butter and a sweet tea jelly and uh, red velvet cake mix and you know just things like that. So yeah, it's fun. Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, oh, when do you write, by the way? Do you write and do you like writing, uh, preparing for the book, writing it, or finishing it the most? Finishing it definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, like right now, I'm struggling through outlining a third book in the series, and that's the hardest part because um, my outlines are very detailed. They end up being about 50 pages, and um, that's where you just lay everything out and you figure out the plot and the new characters and um, then writing the book comes you know a little bit easier it's a, definitely a longer process but doing the outline is, is the most difficult but that's what you know I need to do to, to get a contract and to get you know to get a little bit of money <laughs> well that's great I guess when I get the outline done it's easier to be creative and and weave the wit and humor into it as you go once it starts flowing after the outline yeah, and I guess, again, it just goes back to the whole just get it out there and just try not to self-censor and not worry so much about the right word choice. And, you know, because I, I just try, I still do it sometimes, but, you know, don't worry about using the thesaurus at this point to try to find a better word. You can do that later. Just, you know, get something on paper. And the best ideas always come as you're writing rather than while you're sitting there trying to wait, wait for inspiration. That's great advice. I, 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 somewhere I know that, but I, I still don't um, follow that because I, I still find ways to not start something because I view it as this big mountain. Yeah. And as I do. A, I, I struggle with it every day. I've been doing this for fifteen years. I've written six books, and I struggle with it. I wish I could say it gets easier. It, it doesn't ever get easier. <laughs> At least it hasn't for me. <laughs> I would think that the the biggest struggle is is trying to balance between what your editors and the feedback you get from people that you work with to review what your your drafts, 
with your vision for the book and sort of, you, you know, you're all in it. You're, you're so um, ingrained in it as you're writing it. And it, it's got to be hard to step back and to get that feedback and then be able to balance with what your intentions are with the book, with, with the advice you're getting. Yeah, fortunately, I have a, a really good editor at Kensington who um, most of what he asked me are, are more enhancing what I've done than changing it too much. So um, I've worked with him on all six of my books, um, and so I'm, I don't really have any other editors to compare it with, and I have no you know interest in um, you know working with anyone else. I'm really you know I've been very fortunate to to work with him. So um, so far, so good. It's gone very well. Great. Well, we're going to see you. Um... We're going to see you Thursday at the Edgewood Library, um, November 17th at 6.30 p.m., uh, author A.L. Herbert, um, author of the Mahalia Watkins Soul Food Mystery Series, and we can't wait. Um, one more question I just occurred to me. Uh, Mahalia, um, I, I've always loved Mahalia Jackson, and it's the only time I've ever heard that name, and whenever I just want to be reduced to a quivering pulp um i put on were you there and let her sing it to me um is that is michaelia a common name is it something that we were thinking uh of of her when you titled it you know i think i want there was a show i was watching um i want to say it was that show weeds on showtime and there was a woman and she went by halia as well and i just kind of liked that name and um I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know if it was short for Mahalia or not um, in, on the show, but it's kind of what made me think of it. And, I, yeah, I'm not really I'm not really sure. And often, not so much with her, but often with characters' names, I end up, when I'm, again, trying not to self-censor, not trying to think too much about it, I'll just sort of pick a name and then figure I can always change it later. But then most of the time, they become that character and that name, so then I end up just sticking with whatever I picked. <laughs> um, but... There isn't always as much thought into to picking the names. Wavon, I just a friend of mine had a receptionist. Her 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 name was Wavon, and I just I just liked that name. I just I don't know. I just I um I love the name. It just spoke to me because <laughs> I had never heard that name before. But that's great. Okay, well, thank you very much, and um, we're looking forward to Thursday. All right. Well, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Okay. So long. You're listening. We're t- sorry. <laughs> that's easy for you to say. We're going to take a break now. Clearly, I need one. When we come back, we'll talk about some great events coming up at the library, and then we'll go over the edge where we look at some news from outside Harford County and do some thingamabobs. The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, 123D Make and 123D Design, professional green screen with Studio Lightbox, and both Apple and Windows computers all to help create your electronic video, audio publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. 
You're listening to 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge. I'm Christy Halford, Director of the Harford County Public Library Foundation, and that is Bob Mumby. And we, I don't know how you guys do it, but you're still, you're still doing things at the library, even after, you know, the thousands of hours you spent putting together the great... Um, Gala. So tell us about some things going on coming up yeah, at the library. We've got a great team at the library, and they really spent a lot of time putting together events for everyone throughout Harvard County. Uh, so we were just on the phone um, with A.L. Herbert, who is speaking this Thursday as part of our foodie uh, foodie week. And uh, last week we talked about the Foodies and Farmers Fair, which is tomorrow at the Whiteford Branch. Um, in addition, Jarrettsville is hosting on um, Sunday, uh, this Sunday, uh, Baltimore Gourmet Dining on the B&O. Uh, the B&O Railroad mastered the art of first-class travel when it introduced food service on its line. So that should be a really interesting um, event. Our uh, Joppa branch is hosting something on Monday called the Orphan Train Movement. Um, and it's intended for grades kindergarten through adult. Um, and they'll be talking about... Um, the Orphan Train Movement, um, their, an author, Donna Nordmark Viles, is a descendant of the orth- Orphan Train Movement, um, and she'll be talking about her experiences um, with that. And then we're really getting into the holidays now. Norrisville is doing a decorating for the holidays um, on the 15th, um, this Tuesday. So please check out our website, hcplonline.org. Pick up H&H. We'll have a brand new H&H coming out soon. Um, and as always, you can follow a lot of our branches on Facebook and Instagram as well um, because there's so many great events coming up. Amazing. Hats off to you guys and girls. Guys, I mean generically. Yes. <laughs> uh, is that okay to say, you guys? Anymore? Sure, why not? Okay. I say it. And I'm okay. a girl. <laughs> Um, with Over the Edge, uh, we're going to do, you know, in honor of Venery's Day, there's a story that I heard once, and I'm going to, um, read it to you, and it may take a few minutes, but it's really, it's really something, um, um, and it's a true story, and it's really two stories in one. Um, there was a a lawyer, um, by the name of Eddie O'Hare back in Chicago, during the time Val Capone, he was an inventor. And um, he um, he ended up he actually invented the mechanical rabbit that the hounds chase in the dog racing. Well, he ended up in the company of Al Capone because of the protection for these racing and dog and horse racing, and he ended up becoming Capone, one of Capone's trusted lawyers, mm-hmm. and helped legally defend the famous gangster. Um, Capone's, em- Capone's empire was built on racketeering, bootlegged alcohol, gambling rings, and prostitution. Eddie was paid extremely well for his legal services, but deep inside he worried about his son, Edward. For reasons still disputed, Eddie wanted to do the right thing. He met with Frank J. Wilson of the Treasury Department agreed to help the government convict Capone of tax evasion. He was believed to have given the government key financial records of Capone's operation and also how to decipher them. Finally, Eddie was able to tell the government that Capone had bribed the jury in his trial, which resulted in the judge changing the jury at the last moment. Um, Eddie was gunned down. Um, 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 on the street um, at Ogden Avenue and Rockwell Street in Chicago, riddled with bullets, um, and um, it's obviously widely believed that um, he was um, 
he was murdered for um, his test because of his testimony. Um, and the speculation was, did Eddie's conscience change his ways, or is it? Uh, but those that knew him thought it was more likely he wanted his son to grow up outside of this environment. He encouraged his son to join the military. In 1937, Easy Eddie's son was accepted into uh, the Naval Academy in Maryland. Hmm. Here, Edward picked up the nickname Butch. On February 20th, 1942, Butch was given what seemed like an impossible mission. Japanese bombers were swarming like flies around the naval carrier, the USS Lexington. Low on fuel and ammunition, Butch made four passes directly through the Japanese formation under heavy gunfire. Uh, the Japanese bombers were scattered, and Butch made it back to the carrier. He not only saved the day, but he had shot down five Japanese planes, and for his valor, he was promoted to the rank of lieutenant commander. Um, he was also the first U.S. serviceman in World War II and the first pilot ever to be decorated with the Medal of Honor. Butch, son of a Capone lawyer, became an instant celebrity. Though uncomfortable with all the fuss parades and accolades wherever he went. Sadly, in 1943, Butch led a squadron of night fighters and never returned home. At age 23, he died a hero um, flying into a squadron of Japanese uh, bombers um, um, by himself and taking a few of them down before he was, uh, he was uh, taken down himself. So here we have the story of a father known as Easy Eddie and his son called Butch. The father, in the end, did the right thing by testifying against uh, Al Capone, but the mob doesn't forget, and he paid for it with his life. The items in his pocket, a Spanish-made thirty-two caliber semi-automatic pistol, the rosary, the crucifix, the medallion, and a prophetic poem that um, wrote, The clock of life is wound but once, and no man has the power to tell just when the hands will stop at late or early hour. Now is the only time you own, live, love, toil with a will. Place no faith in time, for the clock may soon be still. Um, so the next time you fly in or out of Chicago's largest airport, think about this story and the man it was named for, Edward Butch O'Hare, hmm. um, Easy Eddie's famous son. That's really interesting. Very cool story. Isn't that nice? Now we, I never knew what O'Hare was named after. No, I didn't either. Okay, now let us go um, to... Um, I hope you like these out there and Christy, but uh, uh, once in a while I'll go find, did you ever find, you know, the funniest tweets? Someone does a compilation <laughs> of the funniest tweets. Yeah. And there are a lot of funny people out, of, out there. And I have a few of them and I just cracked up at some of these. A woman the other day tweeted, please stop calling us your squad, Linda. This is a book club. <laughs> <laughs> Or as my son calls it, wine club. Yes. Yes, we just had wine club at our house last week. Um, boss speaking. I've called you all here because I suspect one of you is an owl. Me. <laughs> Who? Asks the risk. Everyone stares at me. Even Gary, whose head is turned 180 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> me. Siri, why am I alone? Why am I alone? Siri. Opens front-facing camera. <laughs> um, day 20. Still lost at sea. Crew thinks I know how to plot a course with a protractor. Just, I just like making it walk on the map. Pointy leg man. <laughs> uh, Trump. 
hey, let's get that Muslim band going. Ban? We thought you said ban. <laughs> Trump, no way, that's harsh. Also, how's the Mexican mall coming? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> My wife's story about her day had 18 subplots, two false finishes, buried the lead, and introduced a new character in a third act. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, uh, <laughs> I love this is a one-liner. He's some guy just typed. But I'm the good kind of abomination, right? <laughs> uh, no, I once accidentally started a flash mob when I thought a spider might be on me. <laughs> <laughs> and me um you just spelled qwerty as qwerty q-u-e-r-t-y and she said so i said look at the keyboard she said and me breaking fourth wall to look at camera <laughs> <laughs> oh i love those okay we only have a few minutes left so do you want to do how to keep a healthy level of insanity or how to tick people off? How to tick people off. Oh, you didn't take any time. Okay. Here's what you do if you want to tick people okay. off. Okay. In the memo field, of all your checks right for sexual favors. <laughs> <laughs> Specify that your drive through order is to go. <laughs> <laughs> Reply to Everything someone says with, with that's what you think. <laughs> Holler random numbers when someone is counting. <laughs> Staple pages in the middle of the page. <laughs> <laughs> um, as much as possible, skip rather than walk. While making presentations, occasionally bob your head like a parakeet. <laughs> Sing along at the opera. <laughs> Ask your coworkers mysterious questions and then scribble their answers in a notebook. Mutter something about psychological profiles. <laughs> Finish all of your sentences with, in accordance with the prophecy. And this is my favorite one. And I think I'm going to try it. Uh, sit in your front yard, pointing a hairdryer at passing cars to see if they slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, okay, we have one more. Um, actually, we do. Yes, we do have time. Um, we're going to do annoying things to do in an elevator. Okay. And I guess this is an annoying type of day. Um, crack open your briefcase or purse and while peering inside, ask, got enough air in there? When arriving at your floor, grunt and strain to yank the doors open, then act embarrassed when they open by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Meow occasionally. <laughs> Listen to the elevator walls with your stethoscope. <laughs> Say ding at each floor. <laughs> Say, I wonder what all these do and push all the red buttons. <laughs> My favorite elevator is, for, I think of as the scene from Elf. When he's yes. In the elevator. <laughs> oh, it looks like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> 
And my favorite one I'm going to try is stare grinning at another passenger for a while and then ask, <laughs> I have new socks on. <laughs> we needed the laugh today. That was good. Uh, all righty. And that's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.